everybody. Welcome to the Latch Mama podcast. Uh, it's Friday here in Virginia. We are getting back into the podcast groove. Um, Lindy and I are here today. We're just going to chit chat it up a little bit. Um, my current obsession, <laughs> my my uh, deep dive that I have been doing when I don't want to really think about <laughs> nursing wear or my children or I mean I'm always thinking about my children um I've been really into this whole Britney Spears thing lately so here's the deal even if you don't like Britney (laughs) please keep listening because we are going to tie it directly into motherhood and I think it's gonna be some good stuff I mean it might not be but we're gonna we're gonna go for it you're listening to the Latch Mama podcast I'm your host Melissa Wirt business owner and tired mom of five Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. How are you? Good. Um, so for those of you who guys who don't know, um, I'm Melissa. We haven't, we, haven't, we haven't hung out in a while. I don't know. We haven't done this in a while. I own uh, Latch Mama, which is a which nursing is company and an online community which <laughs> supports moms <laughs> in every stage of parenthood. And Lindy's been my little pandemic support buddy. <laughs> it's kind of cute to say that. She's also our lead designer and just an all around, I would say a bad word right now, but she's an all around rock star human being, also has a big family. Uh, she has six kids. I am expecting number six as well. Um, so yeah, so here's the deal. Okay. I have got to be honest. I have not thought about Britney Spears a whole lot since high school i also learned this week that Brittany and i are the same age mm-hmm. we're 39 which i don't know if that's cool or not i don't know does that make me old i don't know but here's the deal i don't know okay so lindy watched the documentary when it came out mm-hmm. and then the i one started following her on instagram <laughs> the one that's on hulu <clears throat> and she mentioned it to me i'm normally the current events person i don't I, know I, I was on it that time <laughs> You were on it. I was. I don't for know. Like, just once. <laughs> I don't know if Brittany is really considered current affairs. I mean, this week she kind of is. But um, Lindy came in one day and she was like, hey, did you watch that documentary? And I'm like, I think Eric watched it. I don't know. I had it on in the background. But I hadn't watched it. But then I randomly heard that she was speaking in court for the first time in like 13 years. And I was like, wow, I should probably dig into that. So for the last few days, I've been digging in (laughs) and Lindy's finally getting to talk about this documentary that she watched like months ago, I guess. Um, And I don't know. I have some thoughts. I have some big feelings about it. Yeah. Um, And honestly, like she was a mom so early. I don't even know how old she was that like I didn't relate to her at all. And I probably was one at the time where I watched her with the baby on her on her lap driving a car, yeah. or you know, because well, her wait, her sons are what late teens now, mm-hmm. and I have a thirteen year old, so I think she had kids at twenty two, twenty three. Wow! So when did you're you talking your young, twenty five? Yeah. So she was so, super young. Yeah. But if you watch like kind of what happened in her trip to to stardom and stuff like that, I mean, it was it it. It, it wasn't a well, hey, let's take care of you. Let's make sure that you're doing okay type of thing. She, For those of you who don't know, she came from a pretty middle class, 
upbringing was kind of thrown into, after the Mickey Mouse Club, she was kind of thrown into this musical career. Her parents actually couldn't even go with her at the beginning. Her dad was kind of out of the picture because her sister was still in school, was in elementary school. So she had kind of a handler. And then things just really quickly got kind of sexualized, in my opinion, a little bit. Not in a in a bad way. I mean, we can all talk about women's bodies and stuff like that. But anyways, she eventually fell into motherhood really, really, really young. Yeah. Like super young. And at that point, the paparazzi had become obsessed with her. So not only was she doing what we all have to deal with in motherhood, which is finding our way and finding what's best for ourselves and our babies and everything. She had to do it in a way that was like completely scrutinized. Yeah. Every aspect of your day, every breath you take is judged. And, and I know some of that comes with being in the spotlight and with fame and whatnot, but it's still, in my opinion, so unfair. It's so unfair. It's so unfair. Like we don't have paparazzi as moms following us around every day. But I can't even tell you how many times just as a very, as a very confident, especially now with five kids, mom, I get judged on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, my nannies get judged. Everybody gets judged. And it is so unfair. So incredibly unfair. Um, it's interesting, though, to hear like, you know, things that we saw, things that I saw that I knew, you know, you always say, you know, you were a great mom before you had kids. Like you were the most perfect mom ever before you actually, you know, had a screaming baby that you had to put in a car seat. And she was talking about that instance that like blew up in the media. And for those of you who are too young to remember it, definitely go Google it. I believe she was leaving Starbucks and she had the paparazzi all around her and her kid wouldn't get in the car seat and so she chose to put her kid on her lap and drive right or like she mentioned and i'm it's not the exact words but at some point she felt incredibly unsafe they wouldn't they wouldn't back away they wouldn't you know leave her alone and she had to get out of there you know kind of that fight or flight type response and that's what she chose to do and I mean it got completely blown up and that was like like the first of many things that has basically transpired to the point where she hasn't been able to really lead her own life for the last 13 years but you know it's really really funny and I I use Brittany as an example because I think we're all guilty of judging each other I mean, as much as I can say, hey, I, lo- I run this online community and it's all about support. It's hard not to sometimes look at other moms and human. be like, yeah, like, is that really the best option? Or could, couldn't you have done that a little bit better? Or like, where were your kids feelings in this or something like that? You were telling the story about yesterday. We're talking about having help with our kids and mm-hmm. coming home and having a plate of paint and water yeah. in the sink and saying, you know, why wasn't this cleaned up? But also having the know-with-all now that you weren't in that moment. Yeah. The kid, like you said, the kids could be screaming from the bathroom that With their butt diarrhea needed. and they need help wiping and then it's out of sight, out of mind, and you forget about it. Absolutely. It's not like you deliberately, you know, I'm yeah. not doing that work or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the crazy part is is like did anybody ever slow down to listen to Britney's story that day you know no because it's so easy to put this 
super, super high level of judgment on moms. And honestly, it's not, I'm not saying that I've ever driven with my kid on my lap before, but she said she was introduced to that growing up. That was something that her dad did judge or not. I mean, yes, totally unsafe. Not saying that we should all take our kids out of our car seat and put them on the lap. But if she felt that's where her kid was safest at that moment and like literally she couldn't breathe and she had cameras in her face, you know, she deserved to make that decision as a mom. Yeah. And I think that that's what it just comes down to. Yeah. I do, It frustrates me and it hurts me. Like when I watched, you know, through that documentary and just listened to bits and pieces as, is why, why is all this responsibility on her like why do we not talk about the other factors that literally all contribute to this Mm -hmm. like where's the responsibility in that that paparazzi Mm -hmm. um and that's what's it just it hurts so much because um as you can like go forward and kind of like you know the shaving of the head and like tattoos and Mm -hmm. things like that I mean it's just yes they're her decisions but can we talk about like the situation that she was in and all these other factors that contribute to that. I mean, you remove the village from motherhood and -hmm. you get a situation like, although hers was extremely, extremely extreme simply because she was at the spotlight, but you remove support, you remove a village from motherhood, which we've basically all done to ourselves. You add in social media, you add in the ability to share photos and share information in these split second moments where we know nothing else about the situation and then we just start judging and it just starts spiraling on top of each other and I think it's just really interesting now so many years later as her story's coming out and like I said it's a really extreme case but what happened I mean if you guys dig in I mean there's so much of this that lies on those postpartum years for her Mm -hmm. and not having the support And the conversation then, in my mind, has led us probably to where a great part of where we are right now. Um, So anyways, for those of you who don't know, after that, she had two babies within like a year of one another, um, ended up getting divorced, went through a crazy custody battle. What ended up like starting the whole conservative ship and getting to the point where she has basically very little control over her life at this point was the fact that on one evening, paparazzi found her going to Kevin's house because she wanted to see her kids and it was time for her to see her kids. Now, it's so funny to hear males talk about this because I'm not saying they don't have the same maternal instincts as we do, but like, I remember when this happened, I didn't have kids at the time. And I'm like, who is this crazy woman with the shaved head gonna go, why should you knock on a door and go see her kids? All I had to compare it to at that point was like, dogs growing up I mean I didn't have kids you don't have that like super connection of somebody trying to keep you away from like your one and your two-year-old or your two and your three-year-old I don't I don't even know how old they were but I guess she drove over to Kevin's house Kevin wouldn't let her see the kids they stopped for gas on the way back and the paparazzi were in her face and said you know we care about you Brittany apparently and we just want to talk to you we want to make sure you're okay and she got out with an umbrella and she didn't beat the people with it she just beat the car with it and you know what like okay probably not the most balanced beautiful way to handle that situation 
But after so many years and literally being told you couldn't see your kids like 15 minutes later to have some big man with a camera stuck in your face and saying, tell me how you feel right now, Brittany. Tell me how you feel. Look right here. Look right here, Brittany. Da, 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 da. You know what? I probably, and I feel like I'm a pretty sane individual, probably would have also <laughs> grabbed an umbrella and beat the crap out of their car. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I mean, maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Wouldn't, I mean, how would you have reacted? Yeah. Oh, probably the same way. And I try to think, like, I look at times, like, in my postpartum years and times that I just felt completely out of control or crazy. And then I look, you know, it's kind of part of why I can, let, like, connect it with that documentary because you watch her and it's just, it's so devastating because then they're like, oh, my gosh, she's crazy. Like, no, she's a product of her insane environment. Absolutely. Like, so stop what she shaved her head like if my daughter wanted to shave her head that doesn't mean she's crazy like it's a it's obviously a sign she's not happy with who she is she's not happy with what she's doing like but why all of a sudden we're like oh my gosh she's crazy she shaved her head and got a tattoo like yeah like so if I had done that I would have been committed and I can't have any control over my life like that's where I don't understand it comes down to where it's like oh my gosh, you're nuts. Like, no, like look around her, like stop looking at her, like look yep. around her at what is happening mm -hmm. and what is contributing to this because yeah, like why was there nobody who yeah. could look at that? And it's that such way? an amazing lesson kind of looking back on it with like the maturity kind of that we have now with uh, tons of kids and with a lot of postpartum experiences is like, I feel like it is our job in this community that, okay, let's admit that the village is gone. We probably will never rebuild it the way that it was created yeah. to be rebuilt or the way that it was created to begin with. But what can we do? Like you said, it, you know, most people aren't going to shave their heads after they have a baby. But you know what? Most people may take a very large emotional step back or they may, I don't know, not show up for events or feel like there's a disconnection there. And what can we do as a community to rally behind them and to make sure that the support is given as opposed to they're really struggling. I don't know what to do about it. You know, yeah. I'm going to give them the space. Or I'm gonna we're going to give them medication. We're going to just commit them. Yeah. Um, but no, like what can we change surrounding in their daily lives, yeah. their relationships absolutely. to like that direction yeah. first. And absolutely medication in the postpartum you know? is, Oh, I'm not saying it's wrong. Absolutely. But I don't, th it's not the first place we should be jumping to. Yeah. In my opinion, kind of evaluate that environment and whatnot. Absolutely. I think, um, it, you know, it goes in tandem. Like you, I mean, yeah. an anti-anxiety medicine is definitely probably going to help when it's needed. Um, but there's so much we, I mean, we can't hand it out, you know, mm -hmm. as lay people, as friends, as people who are part of this village. So I feel like it's our responsibility to each other is to really, really make sure that we're showing up. And I'm not talking mm -hmm. like showing up 24 hours postpartum and, you know, being all up in people's space and stuff, but absolutely not forgetting the the journey that someone goes in on hormonally physically you know everything after that they have a baby yeah and I feel like even within the latch mama community sometimes 
you know, we, we have Slack as a company, which for those of you who don't know, it's like a business related texting thing. And there are times where we all as a community of moms who are here to support other moms literally have to call each other out on it because some of us are so far away from having that postpartum experience that we don't remember. Like we don't remember what those last few days of pregnancy are like. We don't remember yeah. what postpartum feels like. And it's literally just cluing people in and reminding them of just that overwhelming feeling and the responsibility that we have to others. So needless to say, Brittany didn't get a whole lot of help. Yeah. Um, I do. I wish I could have like five minutes with her mom. Cause like, I'm not going to sit here and judge anything, but yep. I was wondering what her mom was thinking about watching this, watching her go through these things. You know, did she see anything that, you know, could have triggered, Hey, like I know when I was pregnant or when I was postpartum, you know, th these could be signs of things. So she, you know, it now. all this kind yeah. of like hindsight, like what, <clears throat> what could have been done? Mm -hmm. And she's the only one that I have heard and not everybody in the whole situation has been interviewed, but I've, she's the only one that I've heard that has now come out and said, honestly, I think what started this whole thing was the fact that Brittany was struggling with postpartum depression and anxiety, which <laughs> I mean, 13 years later, I mean, it's it's great to hear. It's great to hear that we're talking about it. But mm -hmm. I think it needs to kind of be a trend in this whole, like, quote unquote, free Britney movement. Because if you truly look at where it started to spiral, I mean, some people say, oh, she shouldn't have had babies so young. Or, oh, she didn't know how to be a mom. And that, that was those were the first signs of mental illness. No, she was doing okay, you know? And maybe she wasn't parenting like Hollywood wanted her to parent, but she wasn't from Hollywood. She was from Louisiana and she was from a rural area, mm -hmm. not a ton of money. You know, she was parenting the way that her family in their little cocoon parented and lived their life, you know? So you can't compare the two. You can't say, Hey, those were the first signs of mental illness. Yeah. It, it was, it was truly, you know, getting overwhelmed from that uh, yeah. situation. And she wasn't necessarily parenting in what, most of us kind of atmosphere we parent in. I mean, she's under so all the spotlights. Yeah. Um, don't know the status as far as like how healthy that relationship was, that yep. marriage was, the parent relationships, mm -hmm. like sibling relationships. Like she, it was exponentially mm -hmm. just and then her kids were over taken the top away from her compared to like you know most of us. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And that's like one of those things is there's so many people who don't ask for help because they're afraid that their kids are going to get taken away from them, which is just so heartbreaking. And I'm yeah. sure there are situations where it's, it's necessary. I'm not in the system or whatever, but you know, the idea that if you don't have somebody who's getting help that isn't, doesn't have a recognizable situation at that point, and then you remove their kids from them, you put them under scrutiny, they're going to probably go out and drink, and they're probably going to go find another outlet, which apparently she did. Um, for those of you who don't know, like as soon as that happened and the kids got taken away, she, her father started a conservative ship. Conservative Conservative yeah. ship whatever for her which from what I've researched is normally only used when people are so mentally incapacitated that they literally cannot make any sort of life decisions for themselves or you know they have severe dementia or they're in a coma you know like very 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 severe situations mm -hmm. 
It was supposed to be temporary. Um, Brittany, I think, went to rehab or got help for a little while. And then I think what's probably happened over the last 13 years is that the conservative ship has kind of turned into a business. Um, she's lost complete control, basically, of her life. Anything that she makes monetarily is not hers anymore. It goes into this trust that her father is then paid out of. It's just this huge, huge mess. Um, on top of the fact that she's 39, wants to have another baby, but she's not allowed to get her IUD out at this point. Um, which, I mean, you keep this in the courts long enough. I mean, only a few more years and who knows what would happen when you do get the IUD out, if she can actually have a baby fertility wise at that point, it's just really, really sad. And I feel like there is such a great conversation of like how it happened and how you get back there. And I mean, hers is, like I said, a really extreme case where they were trying to protect a certain image and they were trying to protect a certain amount of money. But holy moly, what would have happened if she had gotten the support that she needed mm -hmm. to be a great mom, to like literally cocoon postpartum, to have a village, to have people show up with casseroles, you know, like yeah. literally just to help her. Like what would have happened? Would yeah. we be here today? Like, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's so incredibly, I think a really, really <clears throat> great. And thankfully it's in the media now. So hopefully we can have these conversations of how did this all get started? And you know, what can we do to make sure that, yeah. you know, we're supporting each other in a way that, although nobody's probably going to struggle in the, in the public eye quite like she did, but it doesn't matter like public or private or, you know, small town or Hollywood. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all an example of what we need to be doing, you know, to help women on the other side of pregnancy. Yeah. So. And and I mentioned yesterday just how I'm just amazed at her strength and to, to keep going because, you know, there are women that they lose that battle mm -hmm. with postpartum depression or depression and to be under what she is under and to honestly still be alive and fighting to live and fighting for her kids and fighting for her freedom. Like it really kind of blows me away. Yeah. Because um, I don't know if I would have held up in that type of situation yeah, you know it's, it's fascinating there's so many parts of it that if you go and you read her statement from court this week which was like the first time that she got to publicly speak about it at all mm -hmm. I mean there are so many things in it that like right or wrong there's also a lot that we don't know about it um, which I will 100% caveat say that mm -hmm. but um, just the idea that she's never been allowed to choose her own therapist. She's never been allowed to say, hey, I connect with this person or hey, I trust this person. The whole idea that before when her kids were taken away and all of those triggering events that happened were all done in the paparazzi eyes and all done underneath them. And now her new therapist is not coming to her house. They're not doing it virtually. They're doing it at this like practice that's like right in the middle of Hollywood, right in the middle of LA or wherever yeah. they're living right now. So she has paparazzi that follows her in, paparazzi that sees her crying on the way out. Like literally human things that like we, we should not be tolerating at all as a society, yeah. let alone like 
it's just so out of control at this yeah. point. I mean, as she's trying to work through and deal with past trauma and PTSD and depression and whatnot, she has to endure more. Yeah. Like of those mm-hmm. triggering things on the way to therapy. Like it just for like it no, reason no reason whatsoever. No she has millions and millions. I mean, if it was well invested, I wouldn't be surprised if she has billions at this point mm-hmm. of money. There is zero reason why she can't find somebody who will come to her yeah. or do it in such a way that it is a private experience for her. I mean, it's just, there's, there's so many terrible things that we could go off a whole nother thing on the mental health care system and how we fail people. But like, there was also arguments of like, Justin Bieber kind of went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Was he judged? I mean, sure. In some ways, but not to the magnitude. He definitely mm-hmm. didn't get, his money completely taken away from him. He didn't get a conservative ship set up for him. You know, there's such a double standard. I feel like when it comes to females and moms and like the media just went crazy over her because all of a sudden there were kids in play and all of a sudden she had to have this super perfect image of a mom, but she was momming in the spotlight, which is so incredibly hard. And I know people like recently, like I know Justin Timberlake, you know, has spoken out a couple times and I think some people are like, you know, thank you, whatever. But then there's also this flip side where but like, you're, you know, too late, too late. But <clears throat> this is another thing where I struggle with because I know when I was a young mom and I struggled with that relationship and communication and not even knowing how to communicate what I was going through is that education for that partner side, like, mm-hmm what if we were to secure that village? What if we were to adequately prepare partners for this kind of experience? Mm -hmm. They can recognize signs. Mm -hmm. They can see struggles and challenges and then you can actually work together. But like, I mean, who did, knows? Did, yeah. Did, I don't know if well, he advocated for her or. Well, I mean, Justin, I have, was, Justin was partner number not one. Not him, but like. Kevin. Yes. Yeah, but who, I mean, who, Kevin is I also stuck, but he's also stuck within the conservative ship. Who the heck knows? I know. I mean, at this but point, I'm just saying, like, yeah. it's it's a big thing, like, on my heart as far as to educate that partner because Absolutely. you're doing life together. Like, that's your kid together. Yep. Um, so. I do appreciate what he's saying. And you can also kind of, at least for me personally, like mm-hmm. you can grant that grace because how old was he? Like, yeah, but he, he had, was partner member one, but I mean, yeah. he wasn't somebody, yeah. I mean, he, but he even was like, like love. Cause they apparently say that her and Kevin just like ran off and had babies together, but like there was actually a connection there, but also haven't, there's that haven't really, him and Jessica Beale had kids though since then. So maybe yeah. he's, so he's, he's grown through that too. Absolutely. But I feel like, it's very hard and I don't, I don't think it's right to kind of look back and judge him for like the things that he did then because at at the age that they were, I mean, they were all so inexperienced with any of that. I think just like what hits me the most about it, just to kind of wrap up our Britney Spears conversation (laughs) is the idea that she was just forgotten and like, thank God for this, whatever free Britney movement, whatever it is, simply because you're bringing light to something that that needs light to it. And there are so many parts of this that don't really overlap with what Latch Mama does or what we stand for. Um, but in so many ways, it's opened my eyes to some of the judgments that I put towards her, mm-hmm. you know, 
years and years and years ago as, you know, I was drinking at a bar at 22 and hanging out and selling a bunch of houses and having a bunch of fun and, you know, had money in the bank account, didn't have a care in the world. Who is this girl riding with this kid on her lap? And, you know, why doesn't the kid have shoes on or a jacket? And why is its face dirty? And like, oh, gosh, why is she having kids? She's too young to be having kids. She doesn't know what she's doing. Da, 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 da. I'm sure every single one of those thoughts went through my mind. Mm -hmm. Why did she shave her head? She's losing her mind. Why did she beat a car with an umbrella? But honestly, looking back on it now as a mom, it all makes complete sense to me. And it's like she maybe absolutely needed help. You know, she needed a therapist. Maybe she needed medication. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She needed somebody to talk to. Her life was absolutely a crazy, crazy show. I mean, just having like, I mean, not comparing myself to Britney Spears in any way, but just living a little bit of the scrutiny lifestyle in the sense Mm -hmm. that I can't say the wrong thing on social media or people come after the brand or I'll go to a park with my kids and I'll have four people ask me if I'm the person who owns Latch Mama. And I have this like absolute moment where I feel so incredibly overwhelmed with Am I yelling at my kids? Am I treating them correctly? Is this person going to take a picture of me? Is the brand going to be affected? Mm-hmm. Like, where's all of this going to go? So, I mean, in a very, very, very minute way, I feel for her in mm-hmm. the sense that, like, you take a snapshot of anybody's life without any sort of perspective of what's happening, and everybody can be judged at any yeah. point. None of us are perfect. Um, I just think we just have to do a such better job at giving each other grace and making sure that, you know, if if we, God forbid, if we are going to pass judgment, that we know every single aspect of that story, which unless you're incredibly close to that person and they're willing to be vulnerable with you, you will never know every aspect of their story. No. But somehow we think that social media is there too. Yeah. Tear people apart. And seeing these lives and snapshot pictures that you know, you can be feeling just fine and your face kind of looks a bit angry or, and it's just amazing just what they spin it into. And it's just, it's awful. It's awful. It's awful. But it's like we have the paparazzi around everywhere now. Like it's not just people selling million dollar pictures of Britney Spears after she shaves her head. It's literally the idea that at any minute somebody can take a picture of your license plate or somebody can, you know, And you compound that with social media and it's just instant. Snap a picture of you on your phone at the park. Maybe you're ordering dinner. So it's there when you get home. So your kids can be in bed on the right time because they Mm -hmm. weren't in bed the right time the night before. But somebody takes a picture and then uses it on some blog post that says, hey, this person wasn't paying attention to their kid. Like it's all just so broken. And I feel like you're going to start ending up with more of these Britney situations simply because we've created the paparazzi and this crazy social media world. So yeah. I guess the takeaway is, but I feel like some of those things, the fact that they were able to grant a conservatorship, like I almost feel like someone who is a postpartum mother, like mm-hmm. there should be some sort of laws or rules that like you can't hop to certain things because yep. this is like, it, it's its own, it's its own thing. Absolutely. I don't, I, you know, I don't know, but no, I agree. Like I, it's its own thing that you we can't need just to jump and say, Oh, that lady's crazy. No, she's, struggling she's a nine-month-old or whatever yeah. it's she's exhausted yeah she's trying to do Let's her best look at the village Let's look at the support Absolutely. where is she crying out from like what yeah. you know what things it's just so we challenge you guys find a mom yeah. who needs some love and reach out or find the mom at the park who 
maybe is struggling and tell her she's doing a good job. Don't judge her. Love her. Let's love each other. Go team. Yeah. Yes? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs>